VoiceAmerica.com. And welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of Radio by George. I'm your host, Eddie George. This is a show where we're going to focus on everything under the sun. Pretty much from sports, entertainment, politics, real estate, fashion, and pretty much anything that you want to talk about that's going on in your neighborhood. And today we have some special guests coming up. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to just tell you about my marathon. And this is my first marathon, half marathon, that is, that I ran this past uh, Saturday. And it was a great experience up until about mile 10. And I could or I saw I seen a, a huge elephant on the side of the road just pacing me around mile six, and around mile ten that elephant jumped over the gate and hopped on my back, and I struggled all the way through. But to say the least, the experience was great. I totally enjoyed it. I finished my PR time, my first time, in two hours and two minutes. And I say this to say that you know people out there that want to get involved in a healthy lifestyle. And, and really don't know how to get started, just start by taking small steps. And that's how I did my preparation for the marathon. And, and if a guy, a beat-up old running back that played for professional sports for 10 years can do it, just imagine what you can do. And the man that's responsible for me getting ready for this marathon is none other than Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson is, has uh, 20 years of knowledge. He has 18 successful years as a professional trainer. He also has three advanced degrees that are directly related to your health. He is currently a doctoral candidate specializing in biomedical sciences. And welcome, Joe Elman Johnson, to Radio by George. Joe, you there? Yes, I am. What's up, man? How you doing today? Oh, everything is good. Hey, man, I really appreciate you joining in, man. Oh, no problem. Pleasure's all, pleasure's all mine. Well, just briefly, man, just, just kind of give uh, your history on you specifically and, and why you chose to uh, become a trainer, basically? Uh, well, like, I guess like anyone else um, that, that's in the, uh, in the field, I probably I started uh, my experiences with uh, exercising and living the lifestyle probably in my early teens. I had some uh, influences that were uh, family members that kind of, you know, directed me in that, in that path. And like a lot of other people, you know, a lot of other young guys at the time, I, you know, uh, got involved in athletics. My my favorite thing was uh, track and field. I ran track. I started fifth grade up until high school, and uh, later got into, uh, I got really involved in, like, the fighting sports, um, boxing, uh, taekwondo, and things like that, and uh, I kind of, it kind of took it from there. I think um, uh, in my early 20s, I really got into the uh, into the health aspect at probably around 21 or so, and uh, started trying to take a more holistic uh, approach to health and wanted to be the absolute best that I could be. So uh, 
I think for about maybe four years or so, I experimented with a fully uh, full vegetarian diet, mm -hmm. uh, trying to um, uh, get involved in running marathons and mm -hmm. all kinds of little things like that. I, I, I did a little bit of everything. Um, at this point in my life, I'm 45 years old uh, this year, and um, I'm pretty much content with uh, with what I've done. Uh, some of it is largely accidental. I don't I don't look like a at least I've been told I don't look like I'm 45. My body hasn't let me down as far as uh, its ability to do the things that I've always been able to do thus far, um, and I think largely because I was very careful about how I took care of me. Mm -hmm. And then with that, it made it a lot easier for me to be able to help other people. Most of the things that I have my clients do, I, I have a philosophy. I don't ask them to do anything that I can't do myself or that I won't do. Right. I would, now, now, people out there listening, Joe Joe Johnson is a, a trainer, a, a, a personal trainer at Marathon Fitness in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, we're briefly talking about a healthy lifestyle. Now, Joe, why why do you think that it is important to live a healthy lifestyle? Is it because you want to look good? But why do you think that is? Well, uh, you know, I, I think like uh, like a lot of, a lot of people, I I'm not one of those that you know like to run around with my shirt off and stuff like that during the summer. Never really have been since I was a kid. So uh, vanity is not the primary issue, although for some people it's a good way to get started. Whatever it takes for you to get started, that's fine. If it's vanity, then it's vanity. But, uh, you know, with things like uh, rising care and health costs and uh, drug, drug companies um, seemingly over-anxious to give you medications for just about everything, I think at this point in American history we have more than, a, more than enough reason. Mm -hmm. To uh, to contend with uh, the health issue and getting ourselves together. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, um, it would be an, it would be absolutely uh, ludicrous to borrow a word from Mike Tyson. <laughs> be absolutely ludicrous uh, not to uh, consider your health. I don't care if you're young and you you think that you know uh, you've got it going on at this point. Believe me, you're going to get older. Right. And uh, if you're smart, you'll make an You'll make an investment in your life at this point, and not not later on. Exactly, man. I, you know, you work me out on a consistent basis, and and, and me transitioning from an athlete um, into the the world of now commentating and uh, investments and entrepreneurship. Um, you tend to lose sight of your overall health. And you take it for granted, like, for instance, you know, you may think that, you know, look in the mirror, you may think that, oh, yeah, I weigh about between 235, 240, I still have low body fat in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look <laughs> with a scale, it's a totally different ball game. So, so talk, kind of talk about uh, just some of your clients and how deceiving that is. And how Some people may think that they are healthy, ranging, going back from the last doctor's appointment, which was probably 20 years ago. They might think that they're still in a healthy state of mind. Just, just tell, just talk about how it is, how, how important it is for people to get daily checkups and to stay on top of their health. All right. Well, you know, uh, as a as a trainer here at Marathon Fitness, you know, uh, uh, one of the things that we come across quite frequently is individuals that come in and they don't believe that uh, they are that bad off, you know, or they tend to do the uh, 
when I was in college, I was doing this and I was doing that, and I can get it back really quick. I hear a lot of that. Uh, the whole thing is a slow process, and it's a lifestyle process. It's not about trying to get back to what you was when you were in college. That's right. Because there are people who've been able to supersede uh, even even what they did when they were in college, right. uh, physically and uh, by how they, even their appearance. So for you to say, okay, well, you know, I need to get back to that, that's, that's ridiculous. You have to deal with this point on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you're right, a lot of people do not uh, have uh, regular checkups. Right. And a lot of people, I guess, uh, are not educated enough as far as uh, what uh, obesity or an increasing amount of body fat can do to you health-wise in the long run. Yeah, exactly, Joe. You talk about obesity. Now, obesity doesn't mean you have uh, you have to be three hundred visible, three hundred pounds. Right, it's explain, relative obesity. Explain what obesity truly truly means. Well, uh, right now, um, the definition for it is you know they use your body mass index, mm-hmm. and uh, anyone who is uh, has a BMI of up to thirty or above is considered to be uh, basically obese, mm-hmm. and. Um, I believe my personal my personal opinion from what I've seen, uh, it's not like Ed said. You don't have to be um, to be uh, 300, 400 pounds in order to, to see the, to see the effects right. of uh, of a rising or an increase in your personal body weight mm-hmm. or body fat. Um, for men, for instance, uh, the areas that you need to pay attention to is the hip to waistline ratio. Right. So that means that if your waistline is rising above your hips or the measurement is above that of your hips, then you are increasing your risk of, of ailments such as uh, type 2 diabetes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so and along with other things, uh, eating foods that are continuously high in fat predisposes you to, um, to uh, prostate cancer and other types of cancers like that. Uh, you may have a family history of certain things. Like, I mean, hey, in my family history, there is diabetes. Right. But I keep my body fat relatively low. My waistline stays pretty much the same as it did from uh, high school to this point. It's not changed. <laughs> uh, you still, had to mention that, right? Oh, I, had to, I had to throw that one at you. <laughs> but, yeah, it still stays in the 28, 29 region. Now, that, then that, that's a good way to measure if you're losing weight or not, correct, by looking at your, your waist size and how Yeah, I checked the waist size, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the six-pack may be important to some people. Mm-hmm. And it's great if you have it, but if that's not if that if you don't have that, then certainly you want to make sure that your waistline is not ballooning out of shape and you're not putting on a lot of midsectional fat. Uh, as far as men now, with women, it's overall adiposity or overall body fat ratio that'll predispose them. You can have um, uh, the most dangerous is to have an accumulation of upper body fat versus lower body fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, lower body fat tends to be a lot less dangerous. Upper body fat can contribute to things like um, cardiovascular disease and certain types of cancers as well in women. Exactly. Uh, that gets down to that old uh, apple versus pear shape. Yeah. You might not necessarily like the way a pear shape looks, but uh, you're a lot better off with a pear than an apple. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're out there listening and you want to chime in at any point in time with Joe Johnson and myself, you can call in at 866-472-5787. Hey, Joe, we got about a minute until break. Just kind of briefly uh, talk about 
uh, childhood obesity and how uh, prevalent that is in, in, in our society today and what parents can do today for their, for their children to change their lifestyle and how they can begin uh, to understand how important it is for our kids to be to, to know what a healthy lifestyle is. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I guess that's the music in a minute, but uh, you can you got about 30 seconds, so go ahead and finish out that thought, Joe. Well, what I was going to say is that right now it's estimated that about 300 million people worldwide are obese. 750 million more are overweight. Uh, in the U.S., uh, roughly uh, 13% of children are suffering from uh, either they're either obese or overweight. In some countries, it's 30%. Uh, with us, a lot can be done to uh, to alleviate that, and we'll get into that the next time when uh, when at the end of the break. Okay. All right. So you heard it from Joe Johnson and myself, and we'll be right back talking about a healthy lifestyle and what that means and what you can do about it. And uh, in a minute, y'all. So we'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. The Kerry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Kerry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Kerry Douglas Show. Join Kerry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Kerry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. And welcome back to Radio by George. And I'm online with uh, Joe Johnson. He is a, a personal trainer, trainer who is knowledgeable about overall health. I mean, so knowledgeable that his head is large. He wears the largest hat I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to say the least, he's a good man, good friend, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. 
And uh, last year sometime, around this time last year, Joe, yeah. we had an opportunity to work with a young man uh, from Columbus, Ohio, named uh, Jordan Holland. Um, he was 18 years old. And, Joe, you know what? I'm going to tee you up. I'm going to let you tell America what that experience was like in helping this young man turn around his life in terms of his overall uh, health lifestyle. Oh, okay. Well, uh, with the, with that uh, uh, that particular uh, event, um, Ed and myself uh, we teamed up to uh, hold on. Uh, we teamed up to work with um, MTV. Uh, MTV. Sorry about that. I had a little interruption. One of my clients asked me a question. Uh, we teamed up with uh, MTV to work with Jordan Holland. Uh, overall. It was a great experience for me, not just because it was on television or anything like that, because, I mean, all they did was just the filming uh, at the time, so uh, I kind of forgot about the cameras and got into the person and all the right. things that led to him being the individual that he was at that particular uh, time. Mm -hmm. What led to his, um, his problem with his weight, why did he eat so much, uh, it was an interesting thing because... We, we worked as a pair. Ed delved into his overall lifestyle, you know, the personal Jordan. Mm -hmm. I worked with Jordan from the physical aspect to get him, get his body weight down and get him presentable so he can be, uh, prom king. Uh, we had to get about 30 pounds off for him in, right. the, in the time that we had. That was allotted to us. Now, we managed no, so to get in the beginning of when you first met Jordan, what he thought he was. How much do you think that he thought oh, he, he, he weighed? Oh, he. It was. It was. It was. He thought he was a little over two hundred pounds. He thought he was close to two fifty. Two fifty. He thought he, he was. 250. That's what he thought he was. I looked at him, of course, and I was like, No, I don't think so. And but what was his now? What was his true weight then? His true weight was three hundred and seventy pounds. Wow. And that is that is a good example of what we talked about a little earlier. He had to, he had not been to uh, a doctor to have a checkup in a couple of years, and the last time he had went, uh, his um, his weight was at 250. Mm -hmm. So he just thought that he assumed that since he had been working, that things had not he had been working out or exercising, that things had not changed. Mm -hmm. But J Jordan never made a change, or his family never made a change uh, in the overall eating. I think he tried as as anybody else. I don't want to discredit him or anything like that, but I'm sure he did try. But it's really hard to overcome certain things if you're not knowledgeable. And uh certainly if I had a problem where my body fat ratio was uh was increasing exponentially uh with age, I would try to get a checkup annually, and I would also try to see if I can contact individuals who are knowledgeable mm -hmm. about trying to get me to turn this thing around before uh, it was too late and I had to deal with something like a heart attack, which can be, you know, a one-time thing, and you know, you don't get a second chance to recover from that. Stroke, uh, diabetes, people, people act like diabetes is just an everyday common occurrence. Diabetes yeah. can take you out. You can have, you can go into a coma, you can have a stroke, you can have a heart attack, you can have all those as a result of having diabetes. So, uh, um, you have to, you have to contend with all those things. It's just not just, you're not just dealing with an issue with your sugar, you know. It's, sugar controls a whole lot of other things. It can also direct the amount of water that's flowing through your blood vessels, which will increase your pressure overall. 
top that off with the fat that surrounds your uh, around the uh, arterioles and the venules. Mm-hmm. That alone can put uh, pressure on the uh, the venules and cause an increase in peri- peripheral pe- uh, pressure. So, so this and young man that we're talking about, Jordan Holland, you know, we got a hold of him, and he he really was a a good kid that really wanted to lose weight and yes, change his lifestyle. And he did an excellent job last year. He lost what Joe uh, thirty pounds of 30, fat, thirty five, thirty five, ten pounds of healthy muscle mass. Right. And um, you know, he he just did an outstanding job. But Joe Joe saying all this is that that this is the road. That he was walking down toward, he was like he was like that lamb going into the slaughterhouse. Exactly, basically, unaware of what's going on, totally oblivious to what's happening. And a lot of that—that's just a symptom, though, Joe. You know, yeah. obesity is a symptom to a much bigger problem, which leads us to another show. However, uh, what was the first thing that you attacked when you saw Jordan, his state, uh, how he was living, how he was eating? How should should someone in Jordan State, the first thing, what what is the first thing they they should do? Oh, gosh. Well, in Jordan's case, the very first thing that I had to attack was the issue that I saw when I came in the door. And that is uh, Jordan and his family were sitting down to dinner at 9 o'clock at night, which I don't really have too much of a problem with the time, but I wouldn't exactly do it that way. Um he was sitting down to dinner, and they were eating uh, burgers. And for vegetables, they had potato chips. <laughs> oh, that was the vegetable. Yeah, that was the vegetable. And uh, I came in; I couldn't believe it. He, you know, he was he was he had a, a problem with his weight. Uh-huh. Uh, his mom had a, the, the slimmest one was his brother. Mm. Um, but they were all sitting down, and they were eating like this. And uh, I thought that the first thing that I had to attack was I had to attack the uh, the eating habits, his lifestyle, his eating habits and his lifestyle all the way around. That was the key to Jordan's success. Mm-hmm. Jordan was, to be as big as he was, Jordan was quite active. Oh, yeah. Now, now talk about active. Now, how now how was he active? In what, in what ways? He was walking with a pedometer, uh, counting his steps every day. He was he was getting in a lot of activity, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he did a lot, and then he was a he was a, uh, an incredible dancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the crew from MTV had told me when I when I first got there, they said you know they they shot uh, some scenes with him like the night before, and he was out at a, a, a church function, and they were dancing like crazy, and yeah. they, they they were surprised at how well he could move. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he was not getting any activity at all. But his caloric intake was it superseded what he was uh what he was burning mm-hmm. so quite frankly if you know if he was only burning two thousand calories and then taking in thirty five hundred guess what we're going to have a net gain you know over a period of time and we're talking about his average daily caloric intake so we attacked that area first uh broke his meals down into smaller meals i can't remember exactly how many calories that we gave him probably somewhere around maybe 2,500 or so for him to eat throughout the day. And uh, he followed it, and it worked like a charm. Okay, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, he, he looked good. He looked slim at the end of the show. Yes. Um, you can see in his overall activity increased. He was more uh, productive in school. Very he was, uh He was great, man. And, Joe, guess what, man? We have our first caller. 
of this show. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I guess she's going to join us right now. I guess her name is uh, Dalil. Dalil, you there? Dalali, yes. Dalali. <laughs> How you doing, Dalali? <laughs> Hello. What's up? How you doing? I am wonderful. How are you all doing? Oh, we're yeah, doing just doing fine. Great. We're doing great. Yeah, I have a question for Joe. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I just wondered, um, what uh, suggestions do you have for people who have sweet tooth? Now, I try to work out. I try to, you know, do what I can, but I know that my downfall are sweet. So, you know, I try to eat fruit, but every once in a while it's just not enough. Okay. So what would be some suggestions that you have that could maybe help me out a little bit in that area? Okay. For one thing, uh, one of the major things I would try to do is rule number one, you have to make sure that you don't get hungry throughout the day. So, in other words, I like to, that's why I like the small uh, eating eating small meals throughout the day, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of keeps you from uh, from uh, eating too much of you know the stuff that you like to eat. Yeah. Uh, I don't like to tell people to you know do a whole lot of sugar substitutes again. You know, stuff like Crystal Light and uh, you know the uh, other sugar substitutes that they have out there, aspartame and all that. I don't like to tell people to do those things because I don't. I don't want you to swap one thing for a chemical, especially since no one really knows what the long-term effect of all of these things are, you know, in your system. Uh, quite frankly put, we've been, we've been raised in a society where we, where we basically believe that uh, because if you don't, if you don't eat uh, uh, desserts and things like that, that you're, you're not, or you don't get enough of a variety of uh, foods that you're actually um, uh, doing a detriment to your health, and actually, it's not the case. Yeah. People have to learn to simplify the diets. One of the major problems that why we're having the problem, one of the major reasons why we're having the problems that we're having now, is because the American diet is no longer simple. People are making more money. Mm. Access to fast foods are right there. You can grab something on the way home if you don't feel like cooking for your family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if I am hungry. And I am out on the road, not necessarily me per se, but if I'm an average individual and I'm out on the road and I'm hungry and I allow myself to get to the point where I'm famished, I am more likely to make a bad choice at that point. You know how they say don't go shopping right. when you're hungry? Exactly. Well, don't let yourself go hungry throughout the day and then have to make a silly food choice right. on the way home. You have so to prevent that. So it's best to be proactive like the night before and pack Exactly. Pack Plan. Right. Okay. Planning is very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in, Delali. I appreciate Thank you. you. I hope Thank I answered the question. Enjoying the show. Enjoying the show. All right. <laughs> you know, Joe, I find that a problem. You know, when I travel to uh, to really, I have when I'm home, I'm I'm on it. I'm on discipline. I've got my salmon and everything else. But it's so hard when I'm walking by an airport for the fifteenth time on, on the road and to smell those fries from McDonald's. Man, I mean, it's like I. I just want it one time. You know, what other uh, alternatives are there for that that I can still get that that fix that I need in terms for as far as that uh, you know um, my uh, sweet tooth. Well, brother, you know, as far as as far as if I had to if I, if I had a really bad problem with a sweet tooth and um, it was something that I just couldn't control and I had to have something even though I was trying to eat right or whatever, mm-hmm. I would just simply go about making my own my own uh, desserts. 
But let's say you, you don't have time to make your own dessert. Um, What's the quick fix? Is it a there is no healthy snack? Uh, I don't believe in quick fixes. No. Really, you know. No, there so I'm on the road and, and I'm starving to death. No banana, no, nothing. Okay, I can, okay, I can see if you're if you're hungry on the road, and you can get to a banana or something like that. Now, this is this is this is not assuming. I'm not talking to somebody who's in your condition. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to someone who's trying to reduce their body fat and trying to get to where they are eating right or whatever, and they're making sure that they're not uh, eating more calories than what they yeah. should. That is probably the major problem right there. So a Snickers bar won't do. Uh, say that again. A Snickers bar. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the uh, increase the sugar and then drop it. Have a have that drop in uh, insulin real quick. I wouldn't advise that. No. Right, man. Well, hey, Joe, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on today on By George Radio. Yes. And until uh, so next time, you know, we'll have you back on. I appreciate your insight, your comments, and. Um, your overall knowledge on uh, overall health and anyone out there listening, listen up to Joe. He, he works to be out at Marathon Fitness here in Nashville, Tennessee. Great trainer, great motivator. And, uh, we're coming up next with, uh, Taj from SW, SWV, formerly from SWV in our next segment. So you can talk to her about her new show and our new show, I Married a Ball on TV One. And, uh, we'll be right back in a minute, y'all. VoiceAmerica.com, your news talk information radio network. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. Someone once said, what you don't know won't hurt you. Since our people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, that couldn't be further from the truth. Inside Diversity, the power of intelligence is committed to providing an electronic venue for practical education and thought-provoking dialogue about diversity initiatives and the implications for the communities where we live and work. On air every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Network, Inside Diversity is a voice to the community. This show embarks on a journey to confront the lack of knowledge by collaborating with a diverse group of experts to share insights and intelligent solutions to workplace issues with a focus on cultural competence and challenges facing women. Join hosts Carmen M. Carter every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Network for Inside Diversity, the Power of Intelligence, and go where few people dare to explore and learn the real deal like never before. 
Everything you want to be, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing their goals has to be difficult, but guess what? It isn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that's what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for Success Made Simple. You'll be given the principles to success as written in her latest book, The Seven Secrets to Create Your Fate. Listen live to Success Made Simple, where you will find out how to set your goals, how to determine the steps needed to reach them, and overcome obstacles like fear and procrastination along the way. That's Success Made Simple every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific with Charmin Lane, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. And welcome back to Radio by George. I'm your host, Eddie George, and today we have a very, 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 very special guest, uh, Tamara Johnson George, rose from poverty and a troubled youth to become a successful wife, a mother, author, and entertainer. She's also the TV star of reality hit show on I Married a Baller, on TV One, I Married a Baller. Uh, my wife and friend, Tamara Johnson. George, Todd. Oh, okay. <laughs> How you doing, baby? I'm good, honey. Oh, glad you called I in. I thought you were going to forget my last name. You know what? Sometimes I do. When you get on my nerves, I sometimes. <laughs> okay. So now what? you got me here. What you want to talk about? You know, this little show that we're doing on reality TV, I've, I've just been all over the country and everywhere I go, they can't keep ranting and raving of how wonderful you are and bubbly of a personality you are and uh-huh. all this good stuff. And I'm like, what are y'all seeing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they don't know you. <laughs> oh, no, what they see is what they get. Yeah, right. That's all how they cut it. <laughs> so let me ask you, how how has it been for you um, for getting into this new reality TV show and all, with all the cameras following you around? How was that experience for you? It was, you know what, it was it was kind of strange at first because here we we have like a million and one people walking around our house every day, checking us out, following every move we make. It was a little weird at first, but after a while, just like anything, you know, you get used to it. But um, I'm really happy with the outcome. It seems like a lot of people are, are happy with it, too. Everywhere we go, you know, we've been getting stopped and the foundation is getting attention and, and just everything that we dealt with is getting attention and it's it's clear to people that there's nothing to be ashamed of no matter what you're going through. Everybody goes through the same things. Everybody, Every family has issues. So, you know, the situation with your dad, with Shannon, yeah. with my family, with your yeah. family, it, 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 I guess it shows a likability and a familiarity to uh, viewers that just because we are on TV or you see you, you on, a, on a field or me on a stage or something, we're still normal and normal things happen to us. And we react to them like normal people. 
You know, you sound so sexy over the phone. I sound sexy. Yes, you do. But, but yeah, you know, it was it was a. Um, at first, I was like, no. With all the you know reality TV stuff that was on television, yeah. and uh, opening up our doors for that, I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not up for jokes like that, you know. But you know, for people to to look at our lives and to look at um, our marriage and. The things that we have to face on a daily basis, uh, right. and right. how we're striving to be better people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, here's an opportunity for people to see it, and it's it's been good. I mean, the response. I've been getting people from you know from back in the day, and uh, people that I know now calling me, telling me they love the show. Um, it's really positive. Um, like Jimmy Jackson gave me a call the other day, and. Um, Oh, one of the rappers of uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot. My mind is is going blank right was now. It but yeah, yeah, he. You know, everybody's calling me saying how great the show is, and uh, it's been good. You know, and I, I really enjoyed it. Well, that's good. That's what. That's the point. You know, we just had uh, this third show just aired, and mm-hmm. that basically um, was a continuation from after Shannon died, which right. is really hard. And you know, just to rant on about that a little bit. People think that sometimes when you have a pet that you know it's just a pet. <laughs> right. But a lot of people are really seriously attached to to their pets, as you know we are. Yeah, you the, were. The part that I want to say <laughs> is that people didn't realize how attached you were to Shannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I, I shed my tears off the camera. I mean, she was she was the woman of the house. You know, she was the woman of the house. Yeah, yeah she she was, the she was our baby. Woman of the house. She was our baby. Yes, but she was. But in addition to the reality. Uh, TV success. Uh-huh. Um, you, you have a book coming out. Kind of talk about your book a little bit. Okay, our book, uh, you know, is co-written with me and Katrina Chambers, who's also your assistant. Um, it's called Play a Hate Her, Why Can't Women Just Get Along? And it's a book about um, all the quirky, funny cat fights that women have. We poke fun at it to try and show women how uh, senseless and how easy it can be mm-hmm. to blow something out of proportion when it doesn't have to be. So, so and, give, uh, kind of give me an example of, of that. What is okay. that? Okay. Something yeah. happened this weekend that I thought about. You know, I was watching television, and uh, there was a, there was a uh, show I was watching. I can't remember exactly what, but it basically pertained to women getting upset with women over, uh, you know, some kind of guy they're dating, and a friend goes on behind another friend's back and mm-hmm. kind of just, I guess he kicks it with the guy, but the girls attack each other when, in fact, the, the girls need to realize that the person who he was dating or who she was dating is the person who's at fault because nothing can happen unless you say, okay, it, it takes two people to tango, but women will fight each other all day over one guy because she said and he said and yada, yada, yada. Mm. And then there was another situation that we dealt with over the weekend where, you know, the he said, she said game. Things like that can get so blown out of proportion because women deal with things emotionally, not rationally. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, we have a book. And the name of the book is called? Play I Hate Her, Why Can't Women Just Get Along. It'll be out this, uh, hopefully this summer, if not this summer, the first of the year, mm-hmm. uh, through Amistad HarperCollins. Co- Harper it's a very funny book. We also have a website, a MySpace page, um, myspace.com slash playerhateher, P-L-A-Y-E-R-H-A-T-E-H-E-R. Excellent. Well, that's, hey, yeah, I can't wait for the book, for it to come out. You know, I've been, <laughs> been hearing about it, 
yeah. seen it for and the I last ten years. Or two about you. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And if anybody out out there listening, please call in at eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. If you have any questions about what you've heard or want to open up open forum on anything, uh, please feel free to call. And uh, we're going to talk to Taj a little bit about um, her life and being married to me a little bit more and just kind of open up the forum also on some issues that uh, I had with my father, Um, that being uh, the the incident that happened at the stadium and and why he was acting out the way that he was and, and, you know, the drugs and depression uh, that we often face because depression, like you know, you know, yes. you went through po- postpartum depression. Yes. As, as you know, dealing with Eric and I went through my situation de- departing from the NFL. Right. Just how much of a monster depression it's, it's is, huge. and it was different for both of us, and we had to deal with that. We were both crying for each other's <laughs> shoulders, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, it's amazing, Taj, how how uh, how taboo of an issue this is in our society, yeah. especially the African-American society. Oh, you know? definitely, definitely. It's so taboo because even I was a victim of that, of stereotyping people who should be considered mentally ill and what it, what's a, what it is about. You know, when I went through my postpartum, I always felt like it couldn't happen to me because, you know, in my mind, black women didn't go through postpartum. We had to deal with so much more that we didn't have time to go through postpartum. So, you know, when I see these people on television doing things to their children because they just can't take the stress, they can't handle it, it baffled me, and it, it I couldn't understand it until mm. I went through it. And let me tell you, a lack of sleep will have you ready to crawl up a wall, <laughs> especially with a, a baby, yeah. an infant baby who can't tell you my stomach hurts, my head hurts, I'm, I'm tired, you know, um, my neck is, is rashy, and that was what was going on with Eric, if you remember, he had a rash on his neck. And right. I didn't know, and I didn't realize it until it gotten so bad that it had grown outside of his skin folds because he was such a chunky little baby. And me not knowing he would be my firstborn, I didn't know that it's okay to dig deep into their neck. You won't hurt him. I thought that he was just this little mm-hmm. fragile piece of baby that if I if I touched him too hard, I'd break him or something like that. And because of that, you know, he had that rash that I didn't notice, and he would just cry for hours. Remember the night you had to drive him around? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to get out at 12 o'clock in the morning to put him to sleep. <laughs> he woke yeah, up back it was up. Yeah, tough. So, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's definitely taboo in, in, in the black community for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have the accessibility to a therapist all the time or, or to do the things that other, other uh, people so, can do. And we end up dealing with it on our own. And, and sometimes it, it comes to like a catapult. And, yeah. So how did you get through it? I mean, you know, I, I can say I'm fortunate enough to say that... Um, I was able to catch myself, you know. I realized after a while that I would sit there and I would cry for hours. Mm. But I would, to me, I'm crying because I'm so happy. I have this beautiful baby who who is just so gorgeous, and I can't believe I did it, and I can't believe he's, you know, something that I have to look after. Mm. And I would just cry for hours, and I could not understand why. I felt like, why are you constantly crying? And then uh, when my sister came down, she stayed for about three or four weeks. What helped at that point was that she would take the baby and allow me to get some rest. Right. You were off working. I, you know, sitting here with this baby all day, barely sleeping. People would say, put the baby to sleep when, and when he goes to sleep, you go to sleep. But you know, me, I'm so used to moving. In the morning, I couldn't get to sleep. It would be so hard for me to get back to sleep. So I would literally be going maybe 24, 23 hours a day. Yeah, no, baby, trust me, I I know. Yeah, so it it really (laughs) took me down. Hey, it, it was tough. 
Yeah, I know, I know. But once my sister came down and I was actually able to get some more sleep, it, it, it helped me to start to think more rationally, yeah. and I was able to realize maybe I'm crying a little too much. For no reason. <laughs> oh, I know. I had, I had to deal with the same issue with you. That that was a tough part. It was in our it marriage. Really was. Hey, and I, I apologize. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and I apologize too. But I, I mean, I, I'm surprised you didn't say, "Well, I was the reason you got through it." You got me pregnant. Thank you. Oh, come <laughs> on. But, hey, if you want to listen in, if you want to call in and, and, and chime in with us, call in at 866-472-5787, and we will talk with Tamara and Therese Johnson-George a little bit more after this in a minute, y'all. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. And welcome back to Radio by George. You're joining me with my lovely wife, uh, Tamara Johnson-George. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're talking a little bit about our lives, about the show, what that was like. Um, and just really have an open forum. I think we have a caller coming in, babe. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Leon from Columbus, Ohio, from The Ohio State University. Uh, Leon, are you there? 
Yes, we are. Yes, I am. Good afternoon, Eddie and Taj. How are hey, you Eddie, how you doing? We're doing great. Good. Hey, I, you know, I just wanted to say I, I watch your show every week, and I think you guys do a fantastic job. I love the show. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to know, do you think the reality show is truly portraying you guys uh, uh, the way that you guys want to be portrayed? That's a great question. Uh, you know what? Yeah. If I, if I had to say, if I had to uh, say if they are portraying us the way we, we really are, I would say yes because, you know, that was one of our biggest concerns in the beginning. We didn't want to do dramatization. We didn't want to be that couple that you see that's, that's, you know, jumping off ceilings for each other. We are totally in love, but we're rational. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we don't do anything like wild and crazy, and we thought that that would be a negative to our show because there wouldn't be any excitement or any drama to build on. But, you know, after we started filming, they, they've pu- plugged our life together really nicely. Mm-hmm. And people can get a really good idea of what we are, what we're about, and how we do it. Yeah, and again, you know, nothing was contrived or made up or scripted. I mean, everything that you saw, you know, really happened, and I think it was... You know, I guess it's the magic of television, how drama just happens when it turns on. Nothing yeah. really happens and exciting, like exciting our lives, especially in the span of two weeks the way they, that they did. You know, with my father getting ill at the game and um, passing out and acting uh, strange at the banquet and me giving my speech at that moment. Those were deep, heartfelt moments that, that the, the, the world is, is witnessing. And it was a platform to say, you know, here I have love for my father. Here he's gone through so much in his lifetime. He's been on drugs, and this example for children of why you shouldn't get on drugs, you know, and and how you learn to forgive and forget and move on. Yeah. And you just see how every day for us is a challenge, and but we still strive to be the best. And you know, she has my back like no other, and vice versa. We have our arguments, and and she has her little childhood crushes on Bobby Brown, but I don't let that get the bother me. So there's nothing that, that, that we're ashamed of or um, that's contrived. Is there any other questions? Yeah, I just wanted to ask one other question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie, I, I followed your career closely, and, you know, we love to see you, you know, in front of the camera when it's in commercials or acting on shows like Nash Bridges <laughs> and things of that nature. <laughs> we love that. Uh, do you expect to see you? Thanks, Leon. 
boy, you know, there, there's some some good people out there that watch our show. I mean, it's, it's just amazing, Tasha, the, all the people that really have, you know, watched our show. And, I know. And it's been the positive stuff, too. That was my one thing is that, you know, when they first saw the opening show, I don't know if anybody caught that, but, you know, your feet were a problem there for a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was uh it was like it wow. was not. It was the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But hey, we have one more caller. Her name okay. is Joanna from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Joanna, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing, Joanna? Do you have any questions? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Well, first, I just want to tell you I love the show. Um, oh, thank you. I just recently found out about it, so I'm probably a little bit behind. But what I've seen, I really enjoy. So I just want to thank you for being real. It's it's really been a pleasure just to see you guys be who you are. Thank yeah, you very much. Thank you. And then my main question um, is for you, um, Taj, is yeah. about VIP. That was yeah. something that really intrigued me, and, and it didn't seem like they gave a lot of time on the show. I mean, they did a segment, but to really understand what all it is you do with that um, program. Okay. Well, basically, VIP, um, we, had to re- we revamped the foundation to focus on uh, victims of domestic, domestic violence and child abuse. And what we've started doing, since it's just relatively new, maybe um, not even a year yet, what we've been doing is trying to raise funds. Well, uh, during that time while we were raising funds, we realized that all of our paperwork was, was not complete with the foundation, which we're in the process right now of, of completing. But um, So we had to halt on some of the things that we were doing. But once we get it all back together, we will continue to go out and, and raise funds to contribute to different domestic violence shelters and hopefully be able to create awareness programs and situations where we can help victims that are are uh, not in a facility right now. People who, you know, we've been getting a lot of calls about people thinking that we had a shelter, but unfortunately, you know, that that is a long-term goal for VIP. We do want to create the VIP shelter where um, women with their children, including boys, um, can come and escape from where they are and, and find shelter. As of right now, not a lot of shelters will allow boys over 13 to stay with their moms. Mm-hmm. And we want to create a place where the families don't have to be separated. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate You're welcome. that. Thank you for calling in, Joanne. Appreciate your comments and the question. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, kid, yes. baby girl. Yes, um, this being you're being my wife and my new guinea pig, <laughs> I am going to give you the fabulous five questions. Okay. You're the first one of, of hopefully many uh, guests that come that will come on the show, and I will ask you five questions that you know pertain pre- pretty much to nothing in particular, just to hear your comments. So, are we ready? I'm ready. What is your idea of perfect happiness? My idea of perfect happiness, I would have to say is being with my family. Since I was a kid, I always wanted to be swept off my feet by this this prince who would just make me feel like a million bucks, even when my toes are ugly. And um, beautiful children. I always wanted a little girl and a little boy with a a little dog and and a white picket fence. And I can say I don't have the picket fence, but everything else I do have. So I'm I'm very happy. In spite of of life's ups and downs, I can always look at, at my family and smile. Hmm. Okay. On what occasion? Like that, didn't you? I did. That was. <laughs> we got two minutes here, but hold on. We're going we're to knock this out. Okay. On what occasion do you lie? On occasion, do I lie? Of course. On what occasion do you lie? White lies. Hmm. 
white lies. And if, if you remember in psychology class, white lies are used to ease a situation, um, make somebody feel good. I do it with Katrina all the time. She'll say, am I such and such or do I do this? And I'll be like, no, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, on occasion, I may lie. Or I do that with Eric. He'll say, mommy, mommy, can I have some kids? And I'll say, after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 that yeah we I use that too. Yeah. Okay, next question. <clears throat> what is the quality you most like in a man? Hmm. The quality I most like in a man. Oh, I have several, but I guess the most important would be um uh sincerity. I, I like a sincere person. I want to be able to believe in you and know that when you say uh, the sky is blue, that it really is blue. I don't want to have to second-guess anything you're doing or feel like I can't trust you. So um, a sincere person would be uh, my, my best quality. What is your current state of mind? Oh, my current state of mind right now, as of today, is uh, relaxed and chill. I, you know, I'm doing what I love. I'm sitting here, actually. Um, <laughs> I just came from the gym, and... You know, I've been working on my whole weight thing since you've been getting on me with my, my lifestyle since I can't do candy all day anymore. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not as, as young as I used to be. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just relaxed and happy. Okay, last question. Make it quick. It's almost time to close. Okay. What is your favorite sound? My favorite sound would be my son's laugh. I love to hear him giggle. He has this little <laughs> devilish deep giggle that I, it's, it's just affectionate and sweet and it's just so childlike, and I love hearing it. I have it as my ringer. All right. Well, there you have it. That wraps up our latest segment of by George, Radio by George. I'm your host, Eddie George. And tune in next week at this hour, uh, next week, and we look forward to talking to you. And that's The Word by George. Have a good day and many blessings. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.